Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Creepy crawly parasites. Only about 100% of people have them, (laughs) but not everyone has symptoms. And those that do often don't realize that they're connected to parasites. Wild, right? Today, we're talking about these pesky boogers, these organisms that live in or on a host and get its food at the expense of its host. Um, So we're going to find out what they are, where you get them, how you test for them, and what you can do about them. So let's dig in. Welcome. If this is your first time listening, I'm Audrey Christie. I'm a functional integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner who helps women heal from chronic illness and autoimmune disease, helping you to stop chasing symptoms, find your root cause, and ultimately heal your body from your autoimmune disease or chronic illness. Okay, be honest. Are you super grossed out right now because we're talking about parasites? It's totally okay. Most people are, and most people are at the thought of having a parasite or two, even though you likely have many, many more than that. We all do. And while you can't expect perfection here, you can't get rid of them entirely. What you can do is work on the aspects of your health to keep them in check so that you don't have nearly as many, so that you have fewer, almost none, and so that they don't cause symptoms. So what are they? What are parasites? As I mentioned, these pesky little critters are officially organisms that live on or in a host organism and get its food from or at the expense of the host, right? So they essentially suck you dry. That is the official definition. There are three main categories of parasites. There are protozoa, which are tiny one-celled organisms. These typically live in the intestines, the blood, or sometimes other tissues. There's helminths, which are parasitic worms, such as tapeworms or roundworms, uh, even thorny-headed worms. There are also things called ectoplasms, parasites, which are fleas, ticks, lice, mites that attach and burrow under the skin. For our purposes today, we're really talking about protozoa and we're talking about helminths. Okay. We're not really talking about ticks and fleas and lice and mites. Um, although I guess bed bugs could be considered one of these uh, parasitic infections as well. They certainly are a parasitic infection, but the, they might be one that we're talking about here. And those would technically be ectoparasites. So that begs the question, everybody wants to know, oh my God, Audrey, do you have parasites? And the short answer here is yes. Research shows that about 99.97% of Americans, and that's really not an about, that's a very precise number, have parasites. And most people think that parasites are um, restricted to third world countries or to traveling abroad, and that's simply not the case. The breakdown for the U.S. for Americans, is that about 1 billion with a B people have roundworms, 1 billion people have protozoa, so like amoebas, perfect thought for that summertime dip in the lake. About half a billion people have arthropod infections, about 300 million have tapeworms, and about 300 or more 300 million, sorry, or more have something called liver flukes. Liver flukes look like um, tomato skins in your bowel movements when you haven't had tomatoes. Parasitic infections, again, they are not 
isolated to third world countries. And they tend to go unnoticed unless there's an obvious issue or maybe not unnoticed. They're certainly noticed, but they're not often correlated with what's causing the symptoms, right? So unless you have an obvious issue like a tapeworm poking out of your bum or severe itching in that same region, because much like any other problem in our human suits, the signs and symptoms of being infected with a parasite really do a good job of mimicking other illnesses, other health issues, things like IBS, blood sugar issues, SIBO, candida, and then all the things that happen after candida. So if you think about, well, I have candida, um, or if you think, well, candida is the root cause of my psoriasis, for example, it does play a part, right? But remember, a root cause isn't a single issue. It's a soup of things causing your external experience. It's the roots of a tree, all the roots that cause the tree to look the way it does above the ground. Same thing here. So if you're thinking, well, candida or mold toxicity is the reason for my psoriasis, well, you're partially right, but then you have to go back and look at what is the reason for my candida, or is it a parasitic infection, which likely there is part of it causing this, right? Is it a parasitic infection that is mimicking candida that is causing my paras- my psoriasis? Um, so SIBO, candida, adrenal fatigue, thyroid disorders, autoimmunity, all of those things, parasites mimic really, really well in our human suits. Now, are you ready for another kicker? <laughs> but as if you're not grossed out, grossed out enough already, autopsies have proven that parasites can invade every single tissue in our bodies. So brains, livers, muscles, uh, sinuses, lungs, heart tissue, all of it, right? Um, I've personally had people in my practice have parasites come out of their nose during a detox. That's a fun picture to get in a patient portal. Um, but the important thing to know here is that they can live in all tissues in the body. So how do we test for them? How do we find out? The first one is the pulse test. And it's kind of a running joke in my industry where a person comes into the practice and says, hey, can you test me for parasites? And the response is, sure, give me your arm. And the practitioner places two fingers over the inside of the wrist and begins to feel for a pulse. And then you might be thinking like, oh, Audrey's about to tell me some cool Chinese medicine trick for checking parasites uh, with pulses. And I'm sorry to disappoint you, but the punchline is, is that if you have a pulse, you have parasites. Sorry, that's a bad joke, right? The second test is a stool test. Um, And this is a lab test directed specifically at parasites. It tends to be pretty cost prohibitive and it comes with some major limitations. The main problem is that it's only conditionally successful at testing. So it requires three separate stool samples on three separate days that must be sent to the lab for pathologists to view under the microscope. In order for a parasite to be identified, the parasite has to remain alive as it ships to the lab which sometimes happens, but also sometimes don't, doesn't. So this test can be useful for some, but it really can't identify dormant parasites or parasites living in tissues outside of the digestive tract. This this test in itself has a whole lot of false negatives, and it's usually most useful for people who have those overbearing symptoms of parasites that, you know, like a tapeworm hanging out of your bum type situation where you kind of already know that you have a parasite at that point, right? Now, you can also look at some key markers in standard blood tests. So you're primarily going to look at complete blood counts and complete metabolic profiles. These are two tests that I recommend that every single person run at least once per year and have them checked functionally, not just conventionally. You have to remember that functional lab values are different. They aren't 
the lab values that you see on the sheet from the lab or from the doctor's office, functional values tell us what we're heading for, the trends, the blips in the radar that point to root causes of the issues that we're having or that we will have soon, right? Conventional lab values tell us whether or not something is acutely wrong in your body. So if your, you know, lab values are so far out of range that they are out of range in a conventional lab setting, then that is something wrong right now in your body, that is something that requires acute intervention a lot of the times. For parasites, you're looking at two specific lab values, eosinophils and basophils. Eosinophils are white blood cells that are primarily involved in fighting allergies and fighting parasites. So if the number is high in the functional range, that can indicate that you're either having an allergy or a parasite causing an illness. The second number to look at is basophils. Basophils are white blood cells that can be seen in certain parasitic infections. Um, And these labs aren't, it's not like a positive or negative type situation. If it's above or below, it's positive or negative. These labs in culmination with symptoms and history and all of the other issues that you're going on are what serve as the indicators. Other labs to look into that correlate because Parasites can cause nutrient deficiencies, include iron levels, zinc levels, magnesium levels, copper levels, B12, and vitamin A as well. So what symptoms do parasites cause? Because sometimes that's a better way to look at it, right? And as I mentioned earlier, parasites can look like a number of different diseases. You can think of all the disease processes just the labs that are caused just by the labs and nutritional deficiencies that I mentioned, right? There's a ton, like a zinc deficiency or magnesium deficiency. Magnesium deficiency can lead to migraines, for example, blood sugar dysregulation. A zinc deficiency can make you lose your sense of taste and smell. Um, It can crash your immune system, cause you to catch all the bugs and flus and colds and things that are flying around. So there's, there's a ton of things that can be wrong just if the parasites cause those nutrient deficiencies and it's enough to show up on a lab report. Other symptoms of a parasitic infection include digestive problems. So unexplained constipation, diarrhea, persistent gas, especially if you're cycling between all of those things, okay? Another thing to to look at is skin issues. So rashes, eczema, hives, itching, psoriasis, all of those things are signs of parasitic problems. Muscle and joint pain. So what does that sound like? Well, it sounds like rheumatoid. It sounds like psoriatic arthritis. It sounds like fibromyalgia. Lots of different things fit there. Um, Never feeling full, even after eating a big meal or unexplained hunger. That's a sign of a parasitic infection. Constant hunger, even when you're eating just plenty. That's a sign of a parasitic infection. Iron deficiency anemia. So your lab test can absolutely show an abnormally low iron level. Grinding your teeth while you sleep. That's a sign of a parasitic infection. Unexplained feelings of anxiety, recurrent yeast infections, and then itching in the perineal area around your bum or your vagina as well. So all of that brings about the question, how the heck do we get rid of them? Actually, let's talk about how we got them first. So how did you get the parasites? The the news is they're everywhere. You can get them in the soil. You can get them from swimming. They can enter through your skin. More commonly, they enter through your mouth, your eyes, your nose, and your ears. You can get them from your drinking water. You can get them if you live on a farm. You can get them especially if you have animals that are indoor or even outdoor animals, but that are allowed to get up on the furniture, lick your face, or sleep in your bed. Even if... You have, let's say, dogs inside the house. 
And those dogs aren't allowed on the furniture and they don't often lick you or lick you in the face. They walk around in that soil that carries parasites and then they walk those into the house, right? Um, And then you use the five second rule when you drop something on the ground to eat it, right? Well, that's a way you can get a parasite. Um, Think of an indoor kitty in a kitty litter box. You've probably heard, especially if you're a woman of childbearing age, that you should not change the cat litter box when you're pregnant because of a parasite called Toxoplasma gondii, something, something, a big long word like that, Toxoplasmosis gondii. Well, do you think that if you're not pregnant, you're immune to that parasite? Because you're not. You just don't have a fetus that could be extremely harmed from it. So you're not warned not to do it. It's just acceptable for you to have it. And that's fine. But if you have a buildup of it, if you have, if your body's weaker, if you have a deficient immune system, then you're going to have problems from these parasites because they're going to proliferate and take over. Okay. So now that we know how you got, oh, you can also get them from eating uh, sushi. You can get them from eating undercooked meat, chicken, pork, beef, uh, primarily beef and pork, but um, you can get them from literally everywhere. So let's talk about how to get rid of them. There are a couple of options to get rid of parasites. There is something called antiparasitic medications that your conventional doctor can prescribe for you. But I've seen time and time again in my practice, they aren't successful in ridding the patient of all the symptom causing parasites. And they always have uncomfortable consequences. The second aspect of antiparasitic medications is that it's also a problem when well-meaning practitioners Sell well. It, this is a, the second aspect of antiparasitic medications is not just a problem for conventional doctors, but it's also a problem for well-meaning practitioners that want to sell you a parasite cleanse. The issue is that they don't assess whether or not the drainage pathways are open. They don't assess whether the body's energy centers, the mitochondria, are functioning. And so, what happens is you go to clear out all these. Uh, parasites, whether it's with natural means or a, a conventional prescription medication, and none of this stuff is functioning correctly, and therefore you end up stagnant and sick and in more trouble physically and sometimes mentally than you were when you started because your metabolism is in the dumps. And I don't just mean your metabolism as in your digestion. I mean from cellular metabolism all the way to the macro level to digestion, okay? So the strategy to get rid of parasites is not to eradicate them. Sometimes it is, but generally it's not to eradicate them because that backfires. The strategy is to strengthen your body, strengthen you, the host, and make your host environment inhospitable to the little buggers. And then you can work on eradicating anything else that is just sort of still hanging on. And you do this in a couple of steps. The very first step, if you haven't caught the draft already, is that you have to, have to, have to open your drainage pathways. If your drainage pathways are not functioning properly or worse, if they're blocked completely, then all of those parasites and anything else you're working so hard to detox and probably just paid a lot of money to detox doesn't have anywhere to go. It's just stopped up, stagnant, recirculated and resorbed. And then you feel so much worse right? You have to support and open the drainage pathways first because stagnation breeds sickness in every aspect of your body, in every aspect of your energy field, in every aspect of you mentally, physically, emotionally, energetically. Now, the second thing to do is to strengthen the body's teeny tiny little microscopic powerhouses, your mitochondria. And I just did an episode on mitochondria. I'll link it in the show notes at audreychristie.com forward slash 156. You'll be able to find the link to that show and anything else I talk about here today. But mitochondria 
having your having your mitochondria strengthened and tonifies allows your body to fight off parasites naturally. It works to upregulate your detoxification. It works to allow your body to perform something called apoptosis or programmed cell death of damaged cells. It works to repair your DNA. And that's just the highlight reel, right? That's just the highlights of the functions that it helps. Once you have those two things down, and friends, that takes four, six, eight, 12 weeks, depending on how long you haven't been well, then and only then can you go after parasites with a plethora of herbal remedies <laughs> um, and nutritional strategies and lifestyle strategies. Otherwise, you end up even more sick. And since I've been sharing more about these healing steps, I've had many of you reach out to me and ask about a class on this, just like the class I did on getting off of heartburn medications. That was such a huge hit. So I have a class scheduled. It's free to attend and then the uh, free to attend live. And then the replay is less than a copay. You just head over to the show notes page at audreychristie.com forward slash 156 to register. If you miss the live class, the replay will be there for you if you're hearing this episode later on. The class is on energy and drainage, which is what I just described to you, the first phase of any healing journey. You'll learn what it is, why it matters, what you can do via lifestyle and nutrition to ensure that you're thriving in those areas and not allowing stagnation to to breed sickness in your body. You will also get information on how to supplement when needed, and that's a handout with specific healing supplement protocols for you, options for you, if lifestyle and nutrition is not enough. Once you get those drainage pathways moving, you'll be ready to start working towards all of your other health goals, including parasites. Parasites is the second step, by the way. And you might be thinking, but Audrey, I have SIBO, or Audrey, I have Candida, or Lyme, or heavy metal toxicity. I already know this. And while that may be true, and you do have to address those things in order to get your body back to wellness, in order to heal your body for good, you have to follow let's call it an order of operation. So think back to elementary school, um, PEMDAS, right? Parentheses, hold on. Yeah. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, divide, add, and subtract. If you don't follow those steps in solving a math problem, then you don't get the right answer, right? Well, it's the same with healing your body. If you don't follow an order of operations, then you don't release disease from the body. You end up further wrecking it and constantly constantly starting over. That's when you have years and years and years and years of guess and check on the healing path. Okay. You have to tackle drainage and energy and then parasites. And then, and only then can you move on to things like SIBO and candida and metals and limes, because those little parasites, those little buggers hold on to these things and they hide them in your body. They go dormant with the, with these viruses and toxins. And if you skip a step, when those parasites wake back up and they will, you'll have to circle back and start all over. So if you have more questions about parasites and about healing from the root causes of your symptoms, chronic illness, autoimmune disease, I'd love to have you join us in the wellness circle, my exclusive and free community to help women pursuing holistic wellness, body, mind, and spirit. We have discussions around the root cause revolution podcast and even some free office hours on Fridays to get your health and wellness questions answered. Friends, I say this every episode. I'm going to say it again. Chronic disease is preventable. Autoimmune disease, chronic disease is capable of being healed completely. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because you deserve to feel good. You can get the direct link on the show notes page or head over to audreychristie.com forward slash Facebook. To wrap this up, parasites, right? Yuck. (laughs) But we all have them. And I hope I haven't totally grossed you out here and instead have inspired you to get your drainage pathways flowing, get your energetic health on point and go after these little buggers so you can finally progress in your healing protocols. 
If you want to learn more about me or how to implement these things in your life, feel free to head over to AudreyChristie.com. There's free downloads, classes, programs, all kinds of stuff, lots of resources to help you create your own health and wellness revolution. And don't forget, I'd love to see you in the energy and drainage class with me. Register on the show notes page at AudreyChristie.com forward slash 156. And lastly, know that I am always, always rooting for your friend, and I'm so grateful for you listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.